Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Hello, today we are talking about conscious money on the Sacred Remembering Podcast. It was a big deal for me to invite someone onto the podcast to talk with us about money. Why was it a big deal? Well, it is one of the greatest life lessons. If you look at my astrology, it's like masculine feminine is my life's work and also um, really a new prosperity and, and like the path to that and the path to that through healthy feminine masculine, of course. So I have not found many people that I wanted to talk with about money. I think there's a lot of distortion out there about money. And I think that a lot of the way people talk about money is emulating, I'll just say old patriarchal energetics, quite honestly. And so you know, and like how to get more and how to have more and more and more and more. And then there's some greed aspects of it really frequently. And, you know, we're, we're talking about sacred feminine. And then we see these quote unquote priestesses all over the internet with like boasting about their nice cars and nice furniture. And I'm like, where's the sustainability? So, um, Rana Wilson is here. That's my point. Rana Wilson is here and this woman can hold it down. And I recorded this episode with Rana a few weeks ago. And I will say that I have been thinking about her transmissions, um, her wisdom, her frequency, and how she introduces the frequency of conscious money to us in this episode. I've really been so, um, moved by this episode and I know and trust that you will be too. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, it's time to talk about money. Rana actually kind of called me out on that. <laughs> Thank you, Rana. Um, and yeah, it is time for prosperity in the most beautiful sense. And Rana I can feel after meeting her once and just like with her social media and having this beautiful conversation that the embodiment of these new, I'll say codes, new um, emanations of wisdom around conscious money and conscious prosperity that is in intent 
integrity. This woman has it. She is a leader in it. And I am so, so grateful that she came to the Sacred Remembering podcast. So I would like to share with you that you are welcome to use a code. Um, just listeners of this podcast get this special code for Rana Wilson's Conscious Money course. To find Rana Wilson's Conscious Money course, go to consciousmoneyguide.com and you'll find the Conscious Money course under programs. And you are going to want to take this course after looking at this website and after this podcast episode because Conscious Money is a different frequency of interacting with money. By the way, stay tuned on this podcast episode because Rana is going to walk us through a meditation where we contrast money and conscious money. It's very important. And so the frequency of conscious money, as you'll feel today, um, is new and it is available to you. And of course, Rana Wilson is our guide. So you go to conscious um, I'm sorry, consciousmoneyguide.com and you enroll in the course. And if you use the code POET, P-O-E-T, my last name, 111, that's POET111, when you check out, you will receive 111 conscious dollars <laughs> off of your transaction. Okay off of your purchase. I like that word better than transaction. So please enjoy that. Thank you, Rana, again, for offering that to everyone and, um, and sprinkling your magic all, all around with this creation of this course and blessing people's relationships with conscious money, very different frequency than money. Stay tuned. Here we go into the episode. Hello, Rana. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Sarah, it's so good to be here. And it's so good to be here with you. I um, kind of heard about your work with Conscious Money um, maybe half a year ago or so and invited you to be a guest on the podcast recently. You said yes. And then I recently saw uh, my friend Madeline Moon post. She's starting to post about money and ooh, it feels so good. And she posted um, about you that, that she was working with you as a conscious money guide. So I was really happy to see that just before we were coming on the podcast together. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I love that. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, conscious money guide and conscious CPA, which is sometimes a conundrum to put the two together, that they could actually be provided as one in an experience with money and taxes. This is so important. And it's so important just attuning to like what I do for a living, what Madeline does for a living, like as women with money histories and women bringing a new story forward and a new possibility for, you know, for what's possible on earth. Like as we're bringing these things forward in our businesses, I love 
what you're offering for like, it's like a new blueprint for, for money. And I know it's not just about women and money, but today's listeners are primarily female, um, I believe. And so, um, yeah, it just, it, it really um, feels very good and like hits home very much. Yes. Yeah. And in my, you know, we all have a money story and I'll try not to just share mine on this podcast episode, but like having a conscious female do money coaching with me a few years ago was a game changer, like a game changer. So anyway, I want to um, read your bio for everyone while we're here in the beginning Rana Wilson, CPA and Conscious Money Guide, coaches individuals, couples, and business professionals seeking to refine their lives and move from a state of excellence to one of mastery. She does this by guiding you in transforming your relationship with money. Improving this area enhances all relationships. I look forward to talking about that today. Rana also has a thriving boutique tax practice where she provides a new and meaningful experience with entrepreneurs and their taxes. As an, as an accomplished CPA and spiritual practitioner, Rana possesses unique insight into two distinct worlds, each of which hold different wisdom. For years, Rana kept these sides of her life separate, and it was not until she integrated both parts that she began to experience true freedom and greater material wealth. I definitely want to hear more about that as well. Rana's clients include individuals and couples who have already amassed vast amounts of financial wealth, as well as those who desire to have more. Regardless of their net worth, all of Rana's clients are seeking um, to experience greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness in their relationship with money and the world. This transformation happens through working with Rana's four pillars of prosperity, purification, integrity, alignment, and attunement. And you can learn more at consciousmoneyguide.com and on Instagram at consciousmoneyguide. So, oh my goodness, where do we want to dig in? I, I just would love to hear you um, talk about, but like also just you emit such a frequency about conscious money and thing, like I said, comes with a money history, a money story. And what I hope for this podcast is to share your work in this new potential frequency of a relationship with money that, that feels conscious. Beautiful. I love it. So conscious money. What is it? What does it mean to you? So conscious money is literally when where you're when when you're actually looking at money and bringing consciousness to this relationship, bringing a certain level of awareness, a certain level of attunement to a relationship that many people first of all, don't see as a relationship at all. And when you orientate to this thing, this energy, this experience with money as a relationship, then it becomes a natural expression, a natural activity to discover how can I nourish this? 
How can I create proper containers? And it doesn't, it's less something to do versus an inspired action. Um, so that's the the relationship with conscious money that I'm, you know, helping guide, you know, people towards having. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I, I can't think about money without thinking about my own story. So today I will yeah. share some of these things. Please I mean, it's a sacred remembering podcast. And we're talking about like the evolution of consciousness in our lives. And this area is really an area where I haven't talked that much on my own podcast about, which you kind of called me out on. You're like, where are the episodes about money? Well, here they begin. Um, so, you know, I, I do hear you speaking and I, and I look to like my former self and, and this girl who has walked, this woman who has walked this very, very long road um, with money and the consciousness of money and the consciousness of worth and, um, and things like that. And so what came up was, you know, like as you're talking about this relationship with money as this conscious relationship. I think so many of us come from a relationship with money as like attached to a pain body or a trauma, you know, memory of like, I have no control over this situation or, you know, other various stories that feel so disempowering. And so as I listen to you, that's like the first thing that comes to mind is that, just that shift into like, this is not something that's being done to you. Like money isn't happening to you. Your situation with money isn't happening to you. Like you can develop this conscious relationship um, with it. Yeah. Does that bring anything up for you? I love that. Um, I love this initial, this initial piece that you're focusing on money doesn't happen to you, right? Because it's a, you know, consciousness and evolving is there's stages, there's stages of consciousness and stages of consciousness with money. For instance, right, you first experience like, oh, these things are happening to me. And it feels like you're being, you know, thrown around, whipped around, and you can't seem to know, you don't know how to um, have it, how to be with it. And then oftentimes, that's where people then enter the you know, manifestation stage, if you will. It's like, oh, money's not just happening to me where I don't have any control. And then they'll start, um, you know, putting their attention towards manifesting, discovering, oh my gosh, if I put my mind, heart, and energy towards creating something, I can be the co-creator of my life. However, this is where a lot of people in the more spiritual, you know, domains, they get stuck. Um, And those in the non-spiritual domains, you know, they won't call it manifestation, but they're very much manifesting, but they just have such a, a clarity and way about them. You know, all of the great creators of, you know, of our, of our time on this planet is actually using the principles of manifestation without calling it that. But the spiritual community hovered around mm-hmm. the secret and, um, you know, manifestation, thinking that that's the end all to honest, but honestly, it's the beginning because from there, Right. It, and I say it's the beginning and it's an important beginning and it, it's important not to judge that, oh, I was blaming looking outside of myself and, oh, that was bad. How much time I wasted and I could have been co-creating money. And yeah. it's just kind of a reference point. And the manifestation stage 
is the stage where you build confidence. Like you, you, you start to feel empowered and sovereign over your life. And that's really important to stay in as long as needed. But then from there, you can, you can surrender and let go and then become the channel which life can move through you, which is the place that artists, like great artists and inventors, mm. like in, when they're in their studio painting or writing, you know, the invisible comes into the space, whether you call it, you know, spirit, intuition, there's something that happens that's moving through you, that's moving through your hands on the paper, the paintbrush. And a lot of artists won't even claim that, that they make, that they created the work. They're like, it's not mine. Mm. And you know, you can live your life like that with money, but, and you don't want to jump to that stage, but that's just a preview of where you can, where you can go. And actually that's where true, that's where true freedom lies and true prosperity lies is um, allowing yourself to be the channel, which things move through you. And there's the ease and effortless nature that occurs in that arena. Okay. Beautiful. I want to come back to that channel because I, I think that this is new information for a lot of people, mm. but I love what you were saying about manifestation. I want to go back to that because it is such this like widespread, um, it, it's kind of like the spiritual teaching that we have in the collective consciousness about money. But I love what you're saying too, about like, um, not, you, you don't have to be necessarily conscious or, you know, um, <laughs> I don't want to impose judgment here, but like, you don't have to be (laughs) a conscious person or a good person or doing good things to help humanity to be like using, you know, the law of attraction and and manifestation. But I love what you said about focus because it's like, you know, thinking about old paradigm, masculine, you know, this forceful driven sort of way that people amassed a lot of money in like the industrial age the focus was there. The push was there. The, you know, they manifested a lot of wealth. Like they, I don't know who they is right now, but like, you know, this is the way the world has worked. And, and to some extent, like that, that is manifestation. And so I love, um, and I think I have needed a consideration of the ethic. And so I've played with masculine, feminine, like this whole thing downloaded last year about masculine, feminine money and, um, and how they, like how the archetypes kind of, um, you know, do this dance of creation internally. Um, but I needed the, the ethic of right relationship with money, because even as an entrepreneur, as a creator, like there's so much in the field of coaching, of even like spiritual business people that is all about more, more, more. Like you can have whatever you want. You can have, um, you know, big fancy cars and this kind of thing. And, and I, there's just something in me that's like, that's discordant with like, I didn't come to the planet in order to amass wealth in order to consume more because consumption degrades the planet and degrades the feminine. And so this is some of what I've been working out in my own, you know, contemplation, like deep contemplation about prosperity is like, okay, there are old ways of doing it. And I do want us to be empowered as women, as business owners 
And I want us to go beyond manifestation for, you know, the the sake of materialism. Like, why? Why do we want wealth? What does that bring up for you? Mm, <laughs> it's lot. so juicy. It's so good. It's so good. There's a lot you said that I would like to ping on. Um, right. I, you're, you're, you, you use the word ethics and I really like that. And right. There is, you know, I, I'd also like to bring in the word sustainable, right. Yes. Ethical mm-hmm. and sustainable yeah. and right. Which are opposite of con- con- consumption and waste. And those are the two paradigm. That's the reason why a lot of um, more ethical people have turned away from money. I don't need yes. money. And that was good for a very long time. And then it was no longer helpful to turn away from money. You know, when you have something inside of you that can't be fully expressed without the means of, of, of money. And so you're not then utilizing the necessary necessary tools to be the fullest expression of yourself. And so there's a very, it's a very different experience to look at what do I need to be the fullest expression of myself and to feel comfortable, right? What do I need in order to feel like I'm thriving and not just surviving, right? Because when you're in survival mode, that scarcity mode, your system is in alarm. And Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I see clients who are on the more ethical, conscious, um, deliberate way of being in life, but so much so that they're also living in realms of scarcity because they don't want to engage with money. And it's like, well, I, I feel like they're right in a certain aspect that not to engage with money in the way most people are engaging with money, but what they don't know is there's a bridge to yeah. be with money in a new way. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. tuning into who we really are. That's tuning into what your values are. Right. For example, if somebody desires a house, you know, somebody might desire a house so that they could um, compete with the man next, the person next door, yeah. so that they can, sh- um, for, for their parents to be proud, for them to have, um, you know, um, a partner, be attracted to a partner. Or Mm -hmm. there can be a need for a house, you know, for a different purpose. Oh, I would love to have a house so that it, that it can hold me, that it can nourish me, that it can allow me to, to be, you know, be creative and I can relax and feel held. Um, And that's a very, on the outside, it might look the same, but on the inside, it's a very different, um, very different orientation. It's so different. It's so different. And spending most of my life in this like either or state with money, which is like a, a, the scarcity is like, either you have it or you don't, you have it or you don't. And, and then, yeah, when I was on this road and, and, um, you know, have so much to offer in my business, I got to this point last year after, um, I had spent a lot of money on a business coach, like a business coach in feminine and masculine teachings, who was making a lot of money. And inside of that container, my system actually began to reject it. It was like, no, 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 this is not it. And I actually quit. (laughs) Um, Or like, even before I finished the contract. And I knew that it was like very important, but I could not, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what was happening. I was going with the felt sense of it, of um, just 
like, no, I, I don't want to be chasing money or, or building this business in order to, to amass more. Like it felt greedy in the message, uh, messaging. Um, like you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. And I'm like, well, I know that I'm infinitely rich. Like I know this on a soul and cellular level. I, I always have. And so, you know, whatever my soul came to figure out about money, it's just like this continual journey. But so it was like, I know that that's true. And I don't have to have things in this way that was such the common rhetoric. And I started to disassemble this and and really come to realize that I was doing some of the things that you're saying. And I'm just putting story to this, which I try to do for listeners to be like, hey, we're all on this journey together. Um, and I realized that like I could have made so much more money last year, but I plateaued. Like when I looked at my tax information compared to the year before, um, it was it was over. Like I had made a little bit more but the growth was not um, a reflection of the frequency that I had become. And so I was looking at this, knowing that I was holding myself back and knowing like just what you're saying. And I, I wasn't in like, it didn't look like I was in scarcity, you know, but this question of, am I letting myself thrive? And why would I not be letting myself thrive? So there's the, there is this like spiritual thing that happened. And I can't remember the words that you used, but it was like, I was subconsciously blocking myself from earning more because I was like afraid of being unethical about it. But learning, you know, I'm, I won't be unethical about it. Now I've got like the money systems, which I'm sure you you teach, so that I know like the plan for the money, and I trust myself with the money, and I've built those containers for the money, so that that relationship is like more conscious. But and I know you you want to lead us in a meditation, and I'm so excited for that. I feel a little like I'm talking too much because I love this topic. Um, but I do want to, before we go to the meditation, I want to hear a little bit more about the channel piece. So we were talking about the manifestation and like kind of how we get stuck. Can you take us back to um, how we become a channel for the money? Yes. And before we get, before we jump yes. there, I will answer, I will um, dive into the, the, the channel for money, but I, I want to ping on something first, um, respond to something you said, and that is about being the container for money. Mm. And so that you've naturally put that in place. You put mm. these structures in place to actually hold money. And often what happens is people start to amass more money and they can't hold it and they can't be with it. And they don't have the integrity. They don't have the structures in place, right? When you hear about, for instance, people winning the lottery, yeah. it's not uncommon. People win the lottery and then within 10 years, they're, they're as broke or worse off than when they yeah. started. And that's because they weren't you know, spending the money in ways that are supporting their nervous systems to hold all of this um, financial wealth. We'll call it financial wealth because financial wealth doesn't mean spiritual wealth. It doesn't mean, you know, financial wealth doesn't mean fulfillment. 
And when you, you know, when you were speaking about the more, more, more piece, um, you know, people want more thinking that more is going to bring them more happiness, more this, more that, but it doesn't more zeros in your bank account doesn't necessarily bring you more happiness. I suppose it could, if you're using the money so that you could, you're evolving your, 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 your being, you're shifting your consciousness, right. Um, then it's possible, but if you're not doing anything to expand your awareness, you can't actually, um, you, you can't be with more, you're going to hit a plateau and, or you're not going to let yourself be with more. You're going to, you're going to hit like this glass ceiling and we're told not to, not to want too much, you know, also, right. We might hit, you know, this upper limit, this, that doesn't allow us to have more money than our, you know, our parents, like for women to have more money than our, our, our mothers had, or had more money than our parents have because somehow we're losing something. Mm-hmm. Somehow there's some bond energetically that we feel like we're breaking if we expand beyond our parents. And that's a really interesting thing to discover. And I actually only discovered it after the, the loss of my parents, how I allowed myself to have something more after mm-hmm. they, after they died and we don't need a death to happen in order to awaken. And, and sometimes we do. And, um, so I just wanted to speak to the container piece, um, before I get into, before I speak to the channel. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And I love that you mentioned the nervous system too, like 1000%, we need to be able to hold it in, in our system. Right. Cause either we're not going to let ourselves receive more, or if we right. do receive more, it's going to literally, um, it's going to run through our fingers. You know, all, you know, most people that I work with, a lot of people I work with, the theme is money comes, money goes. I don't know where it's going. You know, always seems to come. I always seem to just, I always seem to have, this is a current theme. I seem to have just enough, Yeah, just enough, not more, not less, just enough. And the just enoughness is keeping them in this, you know, survival mode yeah. because that's familiar. That condition yep. is familiar until we undo that conditioning. And then you be, you know, in order to undo the conditioning, you have to be a detective. Unfortunately, you have to be, you have to really want the change and you have to be hyper aware of what your conditioning is. And then, you know, and then having an, a felt embodied sense of what a new way is. And then, you know, watch when it comes up in your life and then shift and make the new decision. Because for a while, you're going to be very much in two paradigms. You're going to be in the, the paradigm of life is happening to me, right? Um, versus life is happening for me, by me. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be bouncing back and forth. And the idea is then to walk this new path. And then once the new path is more well-worn, the other one starts to really dissolve and we, we can put less attention there. But for a little while, we have to put our, our focused attention on this new way in order to ground it in our, our nervous systems. And, you know, it's a practice. And that's why, we, that's why it's a practice until it becomes our way of life. Right. And we really are going to have to practice the embodiment of it 
before it's in the physical, (laughs) before it's here. And I love what you said about being a detective. And I personally found that I've been healing my nervous system for a very long time, but I went back and did like a year of EMDR in 2021, which just helped my brain and nervous system so much. And then with the nervous system even more regulated, I could be that better detective. Like I could scan the field and and notice the patterns. And one of the patterns that I did notice was the just enough pattern, but my living expenses, my the cost of business, like I um as I have grown, my like what I have um earned or brought in or manifested or however you want to say it has also grown. But when I looked at that cap, the cap always reflected, like, I have what I need, but I didn't have, um, you know, the, be it the capacity or this channel to like, to go beyond, beyond, beyond that. And the other thing that I really have had to work at is, um, owning the desire, which you and I were talking about before we went live. Um, I knew from my intuition around prosperity that that true felt desire was such a part of this. But because, you know, I had like been through a lot, to be totally honest with you, and um, desire was not easy for me. Like desire, I was like, desire what? you know, like why, which is vulnerable for me to admit, you know, because it's such a principle of the feminine, I do think, um, which goes back to, you know, desiring more of the heart and the true essence of prosperity than like a manifestation of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, I really love hearing you, your story. weaved into this, um, this call, it's really, it helps give me an insight into you and where we can go. Um, right. But I will say the desire, you know, a lot of us, me included, you know, I didn't have a reason for more until I was clear about the desire of, you know, what it is, what is it that I wanted to experience and really look into, oh, I would like to hire, you know, I'd like to hire a coach. I would like to, you know, have a beautiful, you know, temple space and, you know, travel with my beloved. And, you know, I listed all of the things that I'd like to experience and I'd like to have money to, you know, you know, have an art studio and all all these different things. And that, that when I can feel my desires, which Mm -hmm. is the bottom, which is the bottom half of the financial statement, which is the bottom half of the income and expense report, when I could feel that, my why to make more. It's like, oh, yes. now I could make I can make more money to support the the experiences that I want to have in life. But to make yes. more money for the sake of making more money, it was in the wrong order for me. And yes. it doesn't work for all of my clients, but oftentimes we start at the bottom, meaning what what is it that you want to create? Like what is it that you want to experience? And then mm-hmm. move into like what do you, what do you, how do you want to gift the world so that you can re- be in the receipt yeah. of the, the, of the money of the energy that will then allow you to have these experiences? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then modify that as you go along, right? Because 
um, we, we often limit ourselves in what we want and we don't even know that, but we can't, we can inch further and inch further. And that is, um, that kind of brings us into the channel piece, right? Like to be a channel, you know, I feel like for me, the work with conscious money, um, a lot of it is the attunement piece, meaning the meditation piece when we're, when we're putting ourselves in this state of, of meditation, you know, the outside world falls away, the noise falls away, and it might be noisy for a really long time. And, you know, in my meditation, sometimes it's it's quite noisy. And I'm also working on the, I finally committed to the full 90 day journey of the, the artist way, which um, includes morning pages, right? It includes three morning pages a day. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't see this the whole time. That in and of itself is a meditation because it's a clearing. Like, you know, the first page is kind of guck and then stuff comes out. And now it's now that I've been doing it um, for, oh, I've been doing it for 30 days now, about 30 days. And now that I've been doing this writing practice for 30 days, which is the same thing as a meditation. If you do a meditation for 30 days, it starts off noisy and there's more like, you know, there's more venting and complaining, um, and, you know, feelings and upset that wants to come through so that you could literally clean your vessel. Yes. And often people stop before they, they like, before they reach a sense of greater clarity, they get, they get, you know, they get sidetracked or they get disappointed that they're not doing it right. And it's like, no, no, that's very right. (laughs) The fact that you're experiencing all this inner noise is that it's the most right thing because it's coming up to be healed. It's coming up to be revealed and let go of. And that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because from there, then we can actually create what we really desire in life because if we were to really think about our desires from a noisy state, yeah. what we're going to desire is going to be, you know, smaller things. It's going to be perhaps addictive behaviors. It's going to be, you know, things that keep us small. And so I don't even like to work with people from, from the very beginning of what they desire. It's like, no, no, no. We have to clean the house first, right? Yeah. If you're going to bring a guest over, you're mm-hmm. going to clean your house. If you're going to bring a beautiful yeah. guest you know, you want to, you want to clean the house. It's like what rooms want to be cleaned. You can certainly take a blanket and cover up things or, you know, put, you know, dust underneath the carpet or you can clean, you know, and people will feel that they might not understand Mm -hmm. what's happening when they walk in your house, but they, you walk into somebody's house and you can feel the difference between uncluttered and clear and just messy and noisy. And I'm not talking about just like, you know, not organizing your house, but if, if things are unkept or unattended to, it's actually going to create um, noise. And then if you're going to, if you want to look into your desires from that place, your desires are going to be noisy, you, them. you yeah. know, and yeah. um, it's not going to be from the deeper place, the deeper meaning. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And it's the same energetic as what you were saying about the containers. Like when we heal the nervous system and we can see the patterning and we've cleaned house and then like, that's when you can expand the containers 
um, to, to hold more and to hold more capacity. But I love this because it's so clear here that that expansion in capacity to hold money has to do with the consciousness that you're talking about with these very conscious behaviors, um, sticking with it for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, like the sustainable long-term, right. And like allowing the process versus when we're in a nervous system reaction with anything and with money, if we start doing something, we won't necessarily be able to sustain it. If our nervous system is like, ah, oh, this isn't perfect yet. Or like, like you, you can't stick with a practice. I totally used to be like that too. Like unable to sustain a practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or like you organize your money one month and then you don't for three more months or something like that. It's like, no, this is like, it's all very um, sustainable. So, so beautiful. Would you like to lead us in your conscious money meditation? Mm, It's a perfect time for that. Yes, let's do that. Great. great. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from, I invite you to find a comfortable place to sit could be on a chair, can be on the floor, or if your body doesn't want to sit and it needs to lay, you can certainly lay too. So lay down too, if you'd like. So putting your leg, uncrossing your legs, if you're sitting and then allowing your hands to fall gently wherever they'd like, gently closing your eyes. And from here, we're going to take three deep inhalations and exhalations. On the inhale, you're going to breathe into your belly. And it's going to rise like a full pregnant belly breath. And on the exhale, you'll sigh out. And we'll do this together. So inhaling into your belly. And sighing out. Opening your mouth on the exhale. Inhaling into your belly again. Your belly womb rises. Sighing out. You could sound if you like. (sighs) The third one will sound a little louder with our throat. So inhaling into your belly. And then sighing out. Now taking a moment to feel your body, feeling the lower half of your body, your feet, your legs, your belly, and then finding your way to your low back. So bringing some length into your low back. So you're lengthening up and out of your low back, just a little bit of length, and then feel how that opens the front surface of your body naturally. And so we want the front surface of our body to open, but we don't want to force it. We don't need to open our hearts as they do in a lot of workshops. We want to bring length and integrity into our spine, into our back, and that naturally opens the front surface of our bodies, front surface of our hearts. 
And from there, now feel your shoulders. So let's shrug our shoulders a couple of times up and down towards our ears and then down towards our ears and then down. One last time towards our ears and then down and then allowing your shoulders to fall on your back, feeling that there's nothing to hold, nothing to do. Feeling your body primed to receive, primed to feel. Eyes still closed. With your mind's eye, I'm going to ask you to feel a word. And there's no wrong or right way to feel it. You might, images might arise. You might hear something. You might feel something. Something might occur in your body. So you're just going to notice what occurs for you. So the word is money, money, feel the word money, allow yourself to experience what happens in your body, what images you might see, there's memories that come up, money, what appears, what's revealed to you. Taking a few more seconds to feel money. And now letting that go. So shaking your hands, your legs, your shoulders, your head. So letting that experience go. Taking a moment to shake and release the body. Coming back to stillness, bringing that length in your lower back, dropping your shoulders. Now feeling the words conscious money, conscious money. What do you feel? What do you notice? What do you experience? What might you see? What stories, images might come to mind? Conscious Money. A few more moments to feel what's here, how you experience the words conscious money. Now letting that go, now feeling yourself in your left hand holding money and in your right hand holding conscious money and recognizing that the work is to reduce the space between your experience of money and conscious money. That's the work. That's the journey. There's a, that's the bridge. There's a place to arrive at with money that makes more sense to your body, to your soul, to your hearts and opening your eyes in your own time. And Sarah, I would love to hear from you <laughs> what your experience 
would be, and if you're listening, mm-hmm. um, you know, please, I would love people to perhaps even journal about this in their own journals so that they can mark this moment because I do this exercise with clients and I tune in over time because it changes over time. It's a, it's mm. a tuning for, but it's a map to kind of show you where you're at. So I'd love to hear from you. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. This is going to be a very real time answer. <laughs> it's very authentic. Um, so when I attuned to money, there was my heart was a yes. And there was this from the heart upward, like I was ready to receive it. And, and the field was pretty clear. It was almost like a curiosity, a prosperity frequency there, but, or, and in my sacral, there was still a block not at all surprisingly, my next appointment today is with a practitioner to hold space for this very thing because I'm actively in the process of um, working with this trauma remnant that has very significantly impacted my relationship with money. So that's why I say it's very, very real time. Um, I'm really grateful for this exercise and meditation and visual because that was very telling. And then when we went to conscious money, Rana, the, the field completely opened and there was this like gold Christic. I mean, it was like an architecture, like, um, you know, like a blueprint, like for conscious money that's completely available, like the structure and, um, an aspect of that channel that you were talking about, like it's, it's all there, all available. And there was no blockage, like in any part of my body, um, to that concept, to that frequency. So good. Thank you. I love that. How did your, um, how did the lower half of your body feel, or if you were to kind of feel back into it when you feel conscious money? It's, it's all a part of one field. And there, it feels like there's, there's still some, um, maybe opportunity for like the Sarah who is still recovering the Sarah who is like the ego self to be like, Hey, these, this part of your body is welcome in this space too. Like it, it's kind of, um, it's almost not as vibrant, but there's no distinct barrier and there's no like distinct trauma, but I think it's a matter of working to, um, we're like consciously inviting and allowing that, um, like almost grid frequency, that gridded frequency to move the whole way down and anchor to the earth, which is also a part of, you know, what my soul is like, <laughs> would you like to be here on the planet making this conscious money, Sarah? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love, I love that you really got the body sensations um, there. You were able to feel a distinction, but what was interesting and, and beautiful about what you shared is <clears throat> with conscious money, it was just sort of one, I'm going to use some different words here, but yeah. it was almost one unbroken channel. Yes. Right. Whereas money, there was a limitation. You did very much feel it, you know, in your higher chakras, 
but it wasn't quite connected to your lower chakras where you didn't even have that distinction. It was just this more, this wide open space with conscious yeah. money and the channel consciousness that the, the being the channel for money to be for energy to flow through is to have that, you know, that conscious money path open and more yeah. tune into that more in your life than the, the, you know, the vibration that money holds. Cause we're actually, if we want to have a conscious relationship with money, then our jobs are to clean and clear money for ourselves, you know, for our ancestral lines backwards and forwards. It's like the work we do with money is actually clearing um, money on the planet. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I love that. I was walking around the lake this morning. Of course, this has to do with what we're talking about. Um, and it just hit me because yesterday I recorded and released a podcast that was another podcast about, I'm talking about episode 109. It was another podcast about women's energetics and sovereignty and, and how we um, have gone about hoping to be secure in our resources based on various types of exchange and like transaction and where we kind of give away our energy in the hopes that we'll be replenished, you know, which is such a patriarchal sort of um, energetic. And I've done a lot of episodes about women's energetics and, and what you give and, and how you cultivate sovereignty and things like that. And in the episode yesterday, I talked again about my lineage, like the matriarchal lineage of um, what these women had to do in order to like secure their resources. And I recently heard another podcast, a man, uh, was Zach Bush, was talking about how um, like the deep ancestral poverty in rural Appalachia. And that's where my, both of my family lines come from in recent generations, like deep, deep poverty in rural Appalachia with deep abuse patterns and deep, like really gross stuff that happened. And I've known that I have been like unwinding that lineage um, and, and saying no to those patterns and, and all of that. But walking my dog around the lake this morning, I very, very clearly saw that I was actually clearing this rural poverty line, you know, from the women um, that came before. And that actually just like brings tears right now because, um, you know, they did what they had to do. And it was like not an easy way of living. And um, I've carried a lot of like anger and, and all kinds of, you know, emotions on my, in my process of being like, oh my gosh, I inherited what, you know, or like I have to do what. But um, I was really shown that this morning walking around the lake. It's like, you're doing, you're doing this and you're like almost there, Sarah, <laughs> you know, it's like really clearing these deep, deep um, ancestral lineages that have, that were deeply, deep, deeply affected by the, the taking advantage of the feminine and, um, the distortion in the masculine feminine. So mm-hmm. yeah, we are, we're doing big work where money is <clears throat> concerned. 
you know, during the pandemic, I was very much feeling my own ancestral, you know, trauma. And um, in the past, I wanted to disassociate and um, make different choices. But then it's not just about making, it is making different choices, but it's also to become so aware of what our mothers and grandmothers and aunts and you know, all of the other women are lineage, what they chose and why, and, um, you know, becoming so tuned in and compassionate for it and not separate from it and to, you know, to be able to really transmute it and, you know, to, you know, and to help dissolve it, you know, the way I was working with it this year, actually 2020 was to, you know, to, to feel, wow, what an honor. Like my mother did as much as she could. She's like, okay, I did as much as I could. And here you go. And it's like, Oh, okay, here I go. Oh no, this is mine now to deal with. But, um, and I felt for the first time, Oh, I get to, I get to versus I have to, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I get to, (gasps) thank you. And, you know, that was deeply healing. Like I get to do this. She did the best that she can. Yeah. Now I get to, I get to pick up that baton. Okay. Let me make use of this life and, and, you know, walk my own path and also just, you know, dissolve what I can, um, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in our ancestral line, which dissolves it for the, the world too. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's freedom, which is like this component of conscious money to me and you can maybe speak to this and and draw this together better than I can, but that, that freedom that comes from like, yeah, I had to do a lot of, you know, (laughs) hard work, quote unquote, to like get to this place and to transform my relationship with money, with resources, integrity, sustainability. Um, But that, that freedom is such a gift and, and the lineage, you know, did, did give us that. Um, and I, I sense this like beautiful full circle. I'm really grateful for this conversation, Rana, because, um, you know, my soul chose that, that walk as well. And like, it is in my best interest to not let that be lost on me, um, and be bitter about the walk or anything like that. But, um, that there is this, you know, from that meditation, this conscious money, like grid channel, you know, golden frequency that's so available and it's available because we're doing this transmutation. As you were saying that something really came in that I'd like to really point out that's really important, um, was important for me to hear as well as, you know, other clients of mine is the grass is not greener. It seems like the grass is greener on the other side, meaning that if you, if you grew up with less money and right, what does less money mean? Right. There's somebody with more money. It's like, Oh, only if, if we, if we had more money, then something else would occur. But, you know, I'm also a conscious CPA and I've had, and I've been doing, you know, I've been a CPA for a ridiculous amount of years, over 20 years. It might be 20, it might be 25 years, which sounds just really weird to put that number (laughs) on the table. So now I'm really dating myself. Um, But I will say that, you know, we said, spoke earlier about this, you know, more money doesn't buy more happiness. And, um, I work with, you know, 
I've worked with clients, you know, making 50,000, 100,000, 500,000, a million, multiple millions. And, you know, people with multiple millions, even I have a client that just received $10 million. And that's supposed to be the, the number that, that, that means that you're safe, right? You don't need to work again. You don't need to think again about money, but they're paralyzed. They're absolutely and utterly paralyzed with all of the choices that they have. And they, you know, they can't make, they can't make any, they're like, they won't, they're not making any decisions. So Mm -hmm. it's actually right now a bit harmful and we're on, we're on doing that. And it's really, and they're such beautiful people. So we're, we're, you know, in the beginning stages of our work together, but you know, um, it doesn't buy, it doesn't buy happiness. And a lot of people, right. The, there's a lot of scarcity with people with lots of money. So, you know, financial, like m- money doesn't mean, you know, financial wealth is not the same thing as spiritual wealth. And yes. we want to grow as we grow spiritually, then the level of fulfillment that we're able to have with money, right? There's a level of fulfillment. That's what we're all really looking for. We're looking for deep levels of fulfillment and freedom and happiness. And that can't happen with more money unless we're doing the inner work. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I, I think that I'm going to listen to a money book a, year, a month in 2022. Yeah. Um, it just kind of started like this, but there's this really, um, it, it's hilarious to me. And I have so much respect for this woman. Um, but I'll just share that, you know, as I was having some of these realizations about like the ceiling I'd put over my own head and stuff like that, um, Rian Kati actually said he was holding space for me and he was like, okay, there are two books that I want you to listen to. And um, he named this book Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And if you look at the the book cover, it's like this woman in a bathtub of money with champagne in her hand and her hair is blonde and she's so like, you know, stereotypically beautiful. And, and I looked at this book and I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> Do I have to listen? And I noticed the resistance that came up in me and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to listen to this book. And I listened to it between Christmas and New Year's and I respected it so much. Like I respected her so much, but, um, and then I listened to it a second time and I did every single bit of the homework because I was like, I judged this book by its cover. And it, what happens for me listening to this book was she talks about how she held the expansion at every level, which I think is, you know, it's, it's something we're, mentioning here and it's really good I think for women to have this like well how did how did she do that like how did she start out charging three thousand dollars for her like one-on-one coaching and now she's like having multiple millions you know quarter quarterly and and so that energetic expansion and like hearing her mindset and hearing um she is a very spiritual woman I think the marketing of the book was uh, probably well-planned, but like she is a woman of depth. (laughs) I would judge surprising depth um, given the book cover. Uh, My son said, mom, you actually judged a book by its cover. I was like, I did. I'm sorry. I did. Um, (laughs) But I'm just getting this, like, I want to listen to a book every month about money and just get these, you know, different 
different people's experiences, different people's frequencies. Um, but yeah, it made me think of that because we, we have to expand again, we're recapping here, but like our nervous system, our, you know, relationship with money, our sense of self, like our healing, our integration of the, of the, um, what we've inherited from the lineage, we're healing that and anchoring that at every single level and expanding what we can hold. And that's so beautiful as I feel into that right now, this like new money template for women, this new money template where like, if you're in scarcity, there's no way in your energetic body that you're actually going to be able to hold more money. It's just like, it's just impossible. And so this um, gradual anchoring in the expanded field, like inside of the body that can receive it. Um, I love this as like the new template for, for women and, and wealth. And that's very nourishing, right? To expand every step of the way. Um, I will often work with people who want to receive more. And it's like, well, if you want to receive more and charge more, if you charge more than you're actually ready to receive, it's going to feel false. It's going to feel false. And the person will likely not want to pay you, or they're going to be paying you under their own. You're connecting with their falsity within them. Um, So you might receive a client but it's not going to be sustainable. So it's either you reduce your amount, you reduce the amount that you're charging that you, that feels true to you now, or you expand your nervous system. And sometimes that means you can expand out further, right? And sometimes that means hmm, it's only a hundred dollars and often or it could be a thousand dollars. So you kind of need to like, it, it would be prudent to feel like, what is that amount? And then you could either stop. I, I will often you know, I'll often have clients stretch out that amount and then we'll find the edge. It's like, hmm, do you want to stop there or would you like to expand beyond that? Because to offer, um, to, I work with a lot of coaches, but for a coach to, to raise the price that's not congruent with their being, it's not going to feel good to either party. And, and they probably won't attract it. They won't actually receive it. No, they won't. And if they do, it's going to be in a form of like, you know, manipulation or they're going to feel guilty. They're going to be, if they, if somebody charges, let's just say 3000 in this example for a client and they, and they can only feel the value at 2000 in every step of the way, they're going to, they're probably going to be giving more time and more energy because they're going to feel like a fraud in some way. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm a fraud. I'm receiving a thousand dollars more. So I have to like, they're finding ways to give more. And it's like, it's just really not, it's really not satisfying. Um, uh, it's not a, it's not a nourishing way to go about, um, raising Mm -hmm. prices. No, it's not. And it's interesting right now, energetically, I'm standing in this place where I recognize that my one-on-one offerings, the price just became too low. Like I'm no longer an energetic match for it because I need to charge more. And I've spent, I was like, I'm going to give it three months. And then, you know, spirit is saying like, you're, you're putting off, you're putting this off, you know? And it's interesting because I have one offer that's a complete energetic match. Like what I'm charging is, is is absolutely on point. That's the one that I'm selling the most. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, that's, that's the law of attraction. Can you speak to, um, you know, women who want to invest in themselves via a coach or a program or something like that? And um, this kind of the notion in this coaching world is often like, you have to, you know, go way out of your comfort zone and spend a lot on a coach or, or to invest in so that you can, you know, become that. Can you speak to that, please? (laughs) It's funny because I I'm working with, I'm not traditionally, I'm, uh, I'm not traditionally trained in the coaching modality. Um, A lot of coaches that I work with call me their money coach. And I'm like, okay, well you can call me your, you can call me your money coach. But I'm, I see myself as more of a guide and mentor. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually helping a lot of coaches undo undo all of the manipulative strategies that they some some new that were some new, some of the things were manipulative and not all of them. And they're just shocked. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, this paradigm is like falling. I, I Ooh, can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. And I will say that. You know, it's about, you know, it's about, you know, I don't have a one price and I, I, and I, I, at some point, maybe I'll have a one price. I kind of have a range in which I offer, but I work with everybody differently. So I kind of feel in my body what once, what's the best exchange here, because I know I'm here to be of service and what's going to be. So I don't even work in that paradigm, but they do. It has to be, you know, has to be uncomfortable or painful. I'm like, why does it have to be uncomfortable or painful? Um, I feel like, you know, it should feel, and this is what I tune into, for instance, a couple of years ago, I, um, you know, I had my, I think it was like five years ago, I had my art studio and I had this really beautiful apartment and this fourplex. And I knew that, okay, that I, I grew out of that. I'm like, okay, I totally grew out of this. You know, I've lived in houses my whole life and now I'm living in this fourplex and I lived there for a long time. And I'm like, this is done. And I found this beautiful house and I knew the house was going to also be like a retreat center, a retreat space that I was craving that I wanted to, to mm-hmm. offer retreats and then have others be there as well. And I walked into the space and it was more than double what I was paying mm-hmm. on paper. It didn't make sense whatsoever. It didn't make sense to my mind. And the truth is I wasn't in my right mind. I had a cold. So I was sick. <laughs> I was I wasn't thinking clearly. And there were a couple of very important things that the house needed to have. And it was beautiful. It fit my aesthetic artist sense. So that was great, but I needed to have like a sacred tree. And as soon as I saw the sacred tree in the backyard, I'm like, oh damn, I think this is my house. And I went inside and I, you know, my whole body was alive. Oh my gosh, this place. So there was this lightness and expansive expansiveness. And my mind was like, how are you going to pay for this? Like, you know, but it was because it was so, because I had such a cold and I never get, I never get colds pre pandemic, of course, um, that I was following this energy in my body. And I ended up, you know, preparing the application and I ended up, you know, actually preparing, not knowing I prepared what I, what I made this year and what I intended to make next year in order to have this house. I made exactly the house was like, more than what I was paying. And I made exactly $48,000 more. And I had the best year, the best year and a half of my life there, actually everything in my life upgraded and expanded, but I was ready for it. 
And, you know, it's about, you know, you know, listening to that, that lightness in our body and the lightness in our body is the thing that's good. That's it's the tuning fork that's leading us to the thing. If Mm -hmm. we're feeling restriction, then it's like, look at that. What is that restriction? Is it conditioning or is it your body? It's saying, Hey, not this. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank you for that example. Yeah. Cause you, you knew that you were ready for it. And then the coaching, right. I knew I was ready for it, but then the coaching industry seems to, um, you, you know, kind of force clients to make a decision in the moment. And it, that to me, that whole act, not everybody does it, of course, feels like an act of scarcity. Yeah. And yeah, what would is. happen if they waited and feel into it and get back to me? Right. Right. It would be easy and authentic and healthy. <laughs> I actually have had my coaches explore not making an offer at all. Like, yeah. like not even making an offer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I'll say, I remember early, you know, a handful of years ago, I was, uh, I was handling a coach's tax um, taxes and she knew I was, you know, conscious money was being birthed and it was coming out in the world. And she stood up and she like, I I like this woman very much and she's a very good friend now, but she slammed her fist on the ground and she stood up and she's like, Rana, why are you not making me an offer? (laughs) She was so upset with me because she was conditioned in the coaching world that I needed to make her, you know, like this massive offer. I'm like, Oh, you want to work together? (gasps) Yes. Let's talk about that. (laughs) I love that. It was a fun, it was a fun moment, but you know, she didn't know how to work together in a way that wasn't some, you know, kind of hostile, you know, forceful decision. And um, it was a really beautiful way. And she actually now is with money in a way that is more easeful like that. Yeah. And that, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love those stories. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As a coach, like, you know, of course, initially I hired coaches that taught those kinds of methods or, and like talk someone out of it, talk someone into spending a lot of money. And it's, yeah. And, and as a woman who didn't have the money to spend, like I overspent in those areas, which only impacted my nervous system, not an increased bank account, you know, because I think it's just a broken system. It's not um, in the vibrancy of like thriving life. Um, So yeah, right now I think I'm, I know that I'll still be navigating this for a while, but I list all of my prices and Hmm. I made um, like a scaffolded sort of menu so that if someone likes the podcast, they can join a membership at $39 a month and access like this whole library of, of information because I work with a lot of women or I, I, a lot of women are drawn to this, um, work that, um, you know, have an imprint of scarcity, especially with the masculine and, and we're all working through that. And so I was like, I needed, I need an offer that serves, um, serves people so that they can like be in the frequency of this. Um, and I still, also need to make a living. And so I've, I've made things like priced very, um, like on a scale and it feels good to me. Like my private clients get, get so much like love and attention, um, and, and alchemy and, and that reflects in the price. And so, yeah, it's very interesting where I think as we become more conscious with money and 
women, conscious women with conscious money, we're going to be creating new ways of exchange. I love what you said, like you feel into it and then you make an offer. Um, and I, that, that feels very integrous. That feels really beautiful. So, hmm. Well, I'll just add just you, your way about charging and having the different doors, right? You're, you're, you're meeting people at different levels, like knowing that you want to serve lots of women. It's like, hey, they're not all going to be able to afford the one-on-one work or they're not going to be ready for that. And there's different there's different entry points, not one is better or, 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 or you know higher or lower. It's like, hey, this is an entry point at this price. And then they, there are these other multiple entry points. And that just feels really nourishing instead of just having one one offering, this is the only way to work with, you know, work with me. And I love that you have these beautiful, rich podcasts that are just, you know, complimentary. It's like, there's this wealth of information. It's amazing that you've, you've offered so much um, as, you know, as a, I feel it as a surplus. This is you in surplus. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I've definitely, you know, left a very public trail of uh, my process <laughs> behind me. <laughs> And so always an evolution. Rana, thank you so much for being here. I do feel like we could have an entire podcast series or just talk for 10 hours, but we will have to wrap up. Um, speaking of very fair, very beautiful offers, I would love to um, have you tell us about your Conscious Money course. Hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, it's been such a pleasure to be here with you. So, so, so thank fun. Um, so enlivened. Um, I'm offering a conscious money course. Um, it's an online modality where you can take it at your own pace. It suggests that you take it over two months. So you really have right. The consistency of a practice. And I really go through all of my four pillars of prosperity. The, you know, the purification, which is cleaning the house, the, um, integrity, which is creating the structure, the alignment, the alignment, which is consciously creating from, you know, clean house and then the attunement pieces, which is the, the, the meditation every step of the way. So it brings, you know, together my CPA, my artist and my healer all together in one, um, in one package. And so that course is available um, for anybody like, that likes to work in that modality. And um, if they like more live modali- uh, modalities, I also have a conscious money evening once a month. Beautiful. Okay. Once a month. Wonderful. And they can find that at conscious money, uh, conscious money guide.com conscious money Thank you so much. And I, I really want to encourage people to check that out because you're offering such a, you know, unique, such a conscious frequency and experience that, um, I trust fully that that offering of this two month conscious money course, uh, would be very different. Like I can just feel the signature of it being very different than what's available out there. So thank you for creating that. And I forgot to ask you about the pillars. So thank you for (laughs) them. And, um, again, maybe we'll have to have you like back on one day to, to dive further, but thank you for naming them. And I feel like we talked about those, um, concepts without naming the pillars. So that's okay. Yeah. We talked about it the whole time. 
Yeah, we did. We did. But, um, you know, those pillars, I love it. There are four. Oh, that's so juicy. But um, gives us that stability and the framework, you know, to to work with um, prosperous consciousness. Exactly. Right. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. We'll look forward to um, to following you on Instagram and and visiting your money nights and yeah. staying connected. Sarah, such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own. And now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy. In other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle. It's a circle of women coming back into union and unity. Then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years. And what I can tell you is this, there is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why. We are soul family, truly. If you're listening to this, your soul family. And so the sacred remembering membership community is the next space to step into that tribe. And you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published eBooks are in this archive, the divine mother architectural series, my healing man and money trauma teachings, and more. Also included are live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc., etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group and sign up and we'll see you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.